There is no such thing as new news. Welcome to PR True or False, a podcast that aims to unwrap some quirks and preconceptions about the PR industry and discuss whether things could be better. Each week we take a statement, a belief about the PR industry or agency life, and discuss whether it's true or false. My name's Phil Shumshaw and my co-host is Austin Braley, and we're both PR consultants working at Firefly Communications. Right, on with the show. So I'm assuming that this one is about those calendar items that come out regularly, uh, like everything being about shopping and eating and drinking before Christmas, then healthy and, and dieting in January, not, not to mention the weather. I mean, the recent floods were like one long watery loop yeah that's the theme and um but i think i think it's actually more than that there's more than just the seasonal stories there are um there are other stories that, that are that just literally come up time and time again what, what kind of things do you mean well okay here's here's a couple of examples so um this one i spotted a couple of years ago the how many calories does so and so sports person consume so i first saw this written about um i think it was lance armstrong and it's been done by michael phelps and last year it was done by Andy Murray. And basically they just, it's an excuse for the newspaper to print off uh, a picture with a load of uh, different food items and how many calories are next to them. And it's just the same story every time. Then there's the Lego story, the structure story. So there's been like Christmas trees built out of Lego, Picasso sculptures built out of Lego. We've even seen data centers built out of Lego. It's just stuff built out of Lego and it gets coverage in national newspapers. Uh, one I saw this week was uh, in The Guardian, The Art of the Non-Apology, in reference to the Lord Renard affair. I've seen that story done before. One of the ones I, I've seen crop up time and time again is the apostrophe story. Uh, versions of this come up over and over, basically that we don't use apostrophes anymore. I mean, this week it was announced that Cambridge was dropping them from street street names. I mean, the same story was written about, I think it was mid mid Devon or Council last year, or there was a similar story that was written about Birmingham for, for sure, uh, dropping apostrophes a couple of years ago. So I guess that's an example of what you mean. Yeah, that's that's another example. Um, I've got one from my personal history as well. So as uh, some people uh, in the office know, I started a sport called extreme ironing many years ago. It was my sort of claim to fame, my 15 minutes of fame. And it was very popular in the 2000s. It was, if you like, an early internet meme. And it got loads of coverage about basically me and my mates ironing in unusual locations. And I completely stopped it in 2004 and it died out. And every now and again, the same story resurfaces about... Look at these crazy people ironing in unusual locations, and it's like it's been written for the first time every single time. Well, you didn't drop it completely in 2004. I have seen pictures of you on a fun runs with a ironing board on your back, so I'll pick you up on that one. Uh, but I guess what essentially you're saying is, uh, to coin a th- phrase, that there's no n- nothing new under the sun. I guess exactly. There's a staggering number of stories that have even been done before, quite literally or thematically, and are just carbon copies of what we've seen time and time again there are some exceptions to that i would say so um my thinking is if, if you take the murdoch story recently for example I, I don't think i've ever seen a story like that seeing newspaper owners taken to court and and the folding of a national newspaper over a scandal i mean that was just incredible i i can't think of a time when when that's been you know the case before yeah yeah uh, fair enough i think there are some exceptions and that that would be one that was a, a story like none of us have seen before but i suppose there's a trend i i think it's got something to do with the fact that we're, we've got 24-hour news now uh, and broadcasters print and online media have space to fill that's right i think we were mentioning before the show that you've got an example so um so, so how does that work indeed and we're going to include it now and give it a little uh, play it's the uh, royal baby announcement so when the news channels were 
were were stuck fixated outside of the hospital when they had nothing to report and this is uh, Simon McCoy of uh, well later fame when he was holding a, a stack of paper instead of an iPad uh, but here he is kind of expressing his uh, you know his annoyance of being made to do this uh, well plenty more to come from here of course none of it news uh, because that'll come from Buckingham Palace but that won't stop us uh, it could be tomorrow morning if all goes well today and uh, there are no complications that we see the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their new boy or girl, the third line of throne, walking out of that door behind me here at the Lindo Wing. But until then, we're going to be speculating about this royal birth with no facts to hand at the moment. Back to you, Ben. So I suppose it's not just the repetition of old stories. I, I suppose using this example, you're actually questioning newsworthiness in its own right, whether something is news. Exactly. I mean, who the hell is Kim Kardashian? Uh, and why is she the most clicked on, you know, celebrity or, or name going? I really don't know the answer to that question. Um, but I, I suppose the kind of literal answer is it's because she's popular and uh, people are clicking on the stories and so they feature higher up on the page and, you know, let's admit it, we've all been on the Daily Mail website and uh, clicked on the uh, the column of shame on the right-hand side, and she's just one of the prominent people on there. Well, to me, a symptom of reading uh, the majority of news online is that you know people only consume stuff that, that reinforces their existing views, and inevitably they end up on the same old sort of stories time and time again, and they work. I mean, when you read a newspaper, at least you have to flick through the pages and get a broader cross-section of the news. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely, actually, and... Um I suppose to illustrate the uh, the point about the clicks is I noticed around about the sort of the turn of the new year, quite a few of the papers were running the these are the most popular stories on our website, and um, you know, one I spotted I went back to look at just before the show was the uh, the Guardian's uh, top ten, and okay, the number one story was the Edward Snowden story, which was their big expose, but their second most popular story for clicks was um, why have why have young people in Japan stopped having sex. And uh, millions of people clicked on that. And the story, um, the Times ran the same piece uh, for its um, website. And I think uh, two or three of the stories were Caitlin Moran columns. And it was just, yeah, even more sex and celebrity focused. And and it's not just the general media side that we see this repetition. I guess it's the the day and age we live in. We see it online too. I mean, do you remember last year that video of the guy lip syncing to Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer? That got loads of shares on Facebook, Twitter and Google+. The thing is, though, that was actually four years old. It just had a second coming. So it comes to the part of the show where we give our verdicts. What do you think, Austin? Well, I'm going to go for false. So like the BBC, there are a hell of a lot of repeats, but there are still new stories out there. I mean, we've spoken about one with the Murdoch case, but also I think, and this is a too wider topic for now, and perhaps the, you know, the fodder for a future podcast is that citizen journalism has a lot of potential to, to break news that, you know, the traditional media doesn't. So for that reason, I go for false. Phil, what's your verdict? Well, I'm going to stick with true, actually. I think, apart from the, that very odd exception like the Murdoch story, I think uh, the vast, vast majority of the stories that are in the news, uh, we've just seen them before. So that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be discussing the statement, Facebook stays unnumbered. Uh, don't forget to join us on Twitter at PR True or False, and feel free to chip in with any thoughts or ideas. You've been listening to Philip Shomshaw and Austin Braley, and this is PR True or False. <laughs>